Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And a very good morning to you out there in Radio Land and on the internet. It is time for Drive Time Radio with your good buddy, your talk talking pal, New York Vinny. Nathan, the producer, is also along for the ride this morning, making everything happen. Good morning, Nathan. How are you? Good morning, Vinny. Doing great. Good, good, good. So uh, we got a pretty busy show for you this morning. We got a great cartoon. We have uh, a bunch of stuff to talk about, uh, topics that will affect uh, you as a driver here in the Seattle and in the, on the West Coast, actually, not just Seattle, but all up and down the West Coast, and some concepts and ideas around automotive uh, that are really, I thought, a very interesting week in car stuff. And it, it wasn't so much about the cars themselves, but about the drivers and about the economics of driving and so on and so forth. So we're going to get into that uh, pretty much uh, off the bat. I did want to, uh, before we get going into the, uh, into the fun stuff and the good stuff, uh, just uh, acknowledge and, and uh, take a moment to uh, um, just talk about uh, another police officer killed yesterday. Man shot at him several times and then drove over him while fleeing. Dan Rocha was 41 years old, member of the Everett Police Department. And uh, I guess he had approached a 50-year-old man in the parking lot around 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And there was an altercation. The man pulled out a gun and shot the cop and killed him and uh, then ran over him. Uh, they, they've caught the suspect. He f- suffered minor injuries. He fled a dark blue Mini Cooper as he drove over, according to the uh, police reports and the article uh, in Times this morning. Uh, it's just sad. Our hearts go out to, listen, I know there's an adversarial relationship between drivers and police it's gone on since the first engine fired up uh but who responds to you when there's an accident who helps you out when you get lost you know there there are uh it's it's very in vogue and easy today to say uh oh the cops are this and the cops are that and the police are this and the police are that very in vogue to say that and yeah there are some uh, but there are also those who are out there trying to help people and trying to protect people in this craziest of atmospheres that we live in today. And um, I don't know, no, no police officer should have to die on the job uh, it, it, because of uh, just like just like no perpetrator should, should probably have to die unless they're uh, they're. they're um, you know, unless they're doing something violent and of danger to the community. So no police officer have to die because they're doing their job, because they're doing what they're supposed to do. And so our hearts uh, and our, our prayers and thoughts go out to uh, Officer Rocha, the Everett Police Department, and uh, his family and friends uh, this morning. Uh, may God have mercy on his, on his soul. All right. Um, that's the uh, that's the, the, the bad stuff. Now let's get to some of the good stuff uh, that we have for you this morning. I'm going to start it off in California, where the you know California everybody complains about California, but ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, you talk about <laughs> you know ideas and stuff that start. Many things start out in California, and I think there's a lot of people hoping that this idea of Governor Gavin Newsom's and the state legislature down there spreads around and gets busy. The uh, It looks like Californians are set to get a rebate debit card in the mail because of gas prices. Now, legislatures all over the place, because it is an election year, it's 20, you know, it's, a lot of people have to go up for re-election this year. So they're trying to spread the wealth around. California has a surplus of, uh, of dough, and they're trying to figure out how to relieve the pain. They got a $21 billion surplus in California. So they're trying to relieve the pain in California of high gas prices. You've seen them. Some places, 6 to $7 a gallon. 
Uh, so they want to send uh, debit cards to people and say, okay, if you uh, have two cars registered, we'll send you two debit cards worth, I don't know, 400 bucks a piece. Um, there's a couple of different plans out there. Gavin Newsom's plan, who's going to be running for president, I think I, I, you heard it here last. Um, among other things, car and truck owners will get $400 per vehicle via debit cards for up to two vehicles per person. No income cap. Uh, include all Californians who are facing higher prices due to the cost of oil. Uh, they said in a statement, other plans that the legislature has put forward uh, puts that money much more toward lower income families and people who uh, could most use the money. Now, I don't, I don't want to pit one against the other or anything like that, but if you're um, driving that, uh, that pickup truck, and, uh, you know, maybe uh, you should have thought about it before, <laughs> you know, there isn't anybody that didn't tell you that this wasn't going to happen at some point. I mean, to sit there and think that, oh, well, you know, I'll go out and buy this, you know, massive uh, F-350 uh, Jagunda pickup that gets, uh, you know, six gallons, uh, six gallons to the mile, uh, you know, to think that, that, that this wasn't going to happen someday, you, you were fooling yourself or you were just plain stupid um and i guess there's a piece of me that says well do you bail people like that out but i guess in these times you do i guess if you want to buy votes which is i think what this does for people is you, you got to buy votes from everybody personally i'd like to see a plan that helps um middle and lower income people out more than the people that can afford it but uh, so we're, we're going to keep an eye on that story. I think it's going to happen in the next uh, few days, which is now going to beg the question, uh, does it happen in Oregon? Does it happen in Washington? Does Governor Inslee uh, turn around and say, OK, let's uh, let's do something similar. I don't know that we have that kind of surplus in our state. Uh, because the California tax system is built so much differently than ours. But uh, you can uh, bet dollars to donuts that there is going to be some kind of outcry for that, um, for that rebate, that kind of tax, uh, to be suspended to give people some relief from, uh, from gas prices. It's just what you, what you have to do right now, I think. To, you know, to, to help people along a little bit until this uh, mess uh, gets straightened out. And again, we talked about this last week. We've talked about it time and time again. Don't blame the president for what's going on. Blame the oil companies. Look at the profits they're making. That's who you want to blame if you want to put the blame. I'm not saying that uh, President Biden is, 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 you know, great or anything like that. All I'm saying is, is do your research, look, and figure out where it's really coming from. And don't do your research just on Fox. Go look at other uh, outlets as well so that you get at least some kind of uh, balance in the mix. Uh, interesting here in Seattle, I don't know if you've seen this, if you've driven around Seattle and looked at um, some of the... Uh, crosswalks Seattle has now uh, come up with a uh, report card for drivers and so what they're going to do at, at a certain number of intersections in the city they've posted signs and those signs will talk about crosswalk stoppage compliance okay so you go down the street you see somebody standing in a crosswalk waiting across the street do you go or do you stop? Well, you know what? 60% of you don't stop. 60% of you keep going. Uh, more people and should keep going while the person's in the crosswalk, which I think should be punishable by, uh, I, I don't know, public uh, shaming or flogging or something. I don't know. I just, I have no patience for people that, that, that go through crosswalks 
and people that um, park in handicap zones. Sorry, I've lost my patience for you. But um, right now, there is, uh, you know, they're, they're putting up these signs and they're going to score these intersections. They got a grant from the State uh, Transportation Commission to do this. And at the end of this period, they're going to have high school kids go out and score the, um, the intersections. Now, I don't know if I agree with this 100% because I think the way the program works is they have a team of high school kids that go out and one kid goes in the crosswalk and sees the people stop. I don't know. Maybe it's me, but that's got, that's got trouble written all over it in my book. Maybe they should come up with a different system there, but... I, I just, you know, I envisioned it already that some idiot's not going to stop. It's going to be dark or it's gonna, something's going to happen. And all of a sudden, you're going to have some poor high school kid laying on his back in a crosswalk because uh, he got knocked down by somebody. But we'll see how that turns out. Uh, I always advocated stop at the crosswalks, let people cross. And by the way, a crosswalk doesn't only mean that you stop at a painted crosswalk. When somebody's standing on a corner trying to cross the street, you're supposed to stop, which means that you shouldn't be going so fast that you can't stop. Uh, henceforth, the excuse, well, Your Honor, uh, the guy was coming behind me, and I didn't want to stop and slam on my brakes and cause an accident. Well, if you're going 25 miles an hour, usually that's not going to happen. You're going to be able to stop. Uh, but... Right now, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to, uh, they're not going to be tickets issued or anything like that, unless I guess a cop is standing at the corner, but they're going to look at this data and then they're going to figure out what they could do. I predict that, that they're going to, cameras are going to come uh, to the crosswalks. It is such a problem in Seattle uh, that it's, it's really, I mean, how many people get hit each year? in crosswalks how many people get hit crossing streets because people don't stop for them now listen i notice people across where they're not supposed to cross but i'm just talking about people that cross the corners so we'll see how this report card for drivers goes uh, i'm interested in seeing the results and i'm also praying for those high school kids who are going to be out there conducting the uh conducting the surveys by the way, it was an interesting, when I was going over this information, it was a very interesting fact that um, I suspected, but I never knew, uh, that minorities, people are less likely to stop for minorities. So people, uh, you know, Black people, Hispanic people, Asian people, they're less likely to stop for them in a crosswalk than they are a couple of white people crossing the street. And from the study where I read it, it doesn't say it's neighborhood specific. So it's not saying that black people or white people aren't stopping for black people or white people or Asian people. It's just across the board that for whatever reason uh, in the surveys and, and, and studies that they've done, minorities have a worse chance of crossing the street have a better chance of getting hit crossing the street than your regular old, regular old garden variety white people. Go figure. Uh, you know, why? What, why is that? Why should it be any different? I mean, do, do Asian people wear black clothes more at night and you can't see uh, them crossing the street? Uh, I, I, I don't know. You, you know. I mean, what, what, why is that? Is there something inside of us that just automatically says, well, I'm more important than they are. I got to get or I got to get going. Well, I don't know if that's just a, a, a racial thing. I think it's, a, you know, it's, a, it, it's probably a, um, uh, a narcissistic thing. I'm more important than anybody else. Could it be that people are just looking at their phones? I don't know. But it fascinated me. And I, I just, I wonder, well, and, and I'm going to try to, find out a little bit more about it because it's just it was a you know it's something that I always thought too I always thought is it just that people are going faster through neighborhoods 
but I don't think it was neighborhood specific. I think it was race specific, meaning that, you know, two black people could have crossed the street downtown and uh, somebody would roll through the crosswalk, uh, you know, not just out in uh, uh, the central district or someplace as, you know, Asian people, Hispanic people might cross the street. So it's not, it's nothing to do with that. It's just interesting stuff. And certainly uh, it, it blows. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's not racism, what is, but again, I don't know if it's conscious on people's minds uh, that they're consciously doing it. Um, you know, I'd like to think that it's just people are so damn absorbed in their phones that they just don't, they're not looking. And again, I go back to the uh, immediate, uh, you know, put on some desert island somewhere, sentence of people who do uh, stuff like that. I don't know. Always, it's something that's always uh, bothered me. So, uh, and then we, of course, have our famous feature that we do in our first segment, usually in our first segment. Uh, Nathan always asks me a magical question. Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Oh, Nathan, I thought you'd never ask. Uh, we are going to ask Nathan about his tires in just a second, but I did want to uh, tell you what I was driving this week because Nathan asked the question, and I am driving. Ooh, am I driving a nice one this week, man? I am piloting around the uh, 2022 Jeep Grand Cherokee Trailhawk, and uh, this is, uh, you know, the Grand Cherokee has been all reworked for 2022. Uh, probably one of the best vehicles that you could buy that combines rugged off-road characteristics with luxury. Uh, the uh, air suspension that moves this thing up and down enables you to go places and do things with this Jeep that you might not want to do with other vehicles in this class that aren't named Jeep. It's uh, it, it really is from the uh, from the time you look at it. It's got a great color scheme. The one I'm driving, uh, and I don't know Nathan if you got the picture. If you can put it up, the one I'm driving is a uh, black and white with uh, a little bit of a red stripe on the hood. An extremely attractive vehicle, and it um, you know it, it it when you look at it, it catches your eye. In, I was actually parked yesterday down on Sunset and somebody commented that it looked like a police car because it's black and white. You know, the top is uh, is black and the body is white and has a black and red stripe on the hood and red accents. And it looks gorgeous. Uh, you slide into the car and you have plenty of room, uh, nicely uh, appointed seats with good support which I, you need when you go off-road. You know, sometimes you kind of forget you go off-road. If your seats don't hold you in, it's easy to lose control of the vehicle. And these seats that are in the uh, uh, Trailhawk are very, very supportive. Uh, plenty of power in this thing, too. I, it handles well. The suspension is set up nicely. It has air suspension that allows you to uh, lift the vehicle up if you're going to go off-road and give you a maximum ground clearance. And um, I think you can get it up to over 11 inches of ground clearance, which get you close to probably what a Wrangler would give you. So you have that. And then uh, again, it, 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 the suspension adjusts for different, you know, road conditions, snow conditions, uh, off-road conditions. It just feels like it has a detachable sway bar so that you can get more travel. I mean, it really feels like uh, and instills a lot of confidence in you uh, to take this thing off-road. I haven't taken it off-road yet. I'm going up today uh, to take it out and give it a give it a good whirl up on the uh, off-road track. Uh, but uh, certainly a vehicle that, uh, that I'm enjoying uh, this week and uh, really feeling that uh, Jeep has hit the mark with this thing because most people that are going to buy these things aren't going to take them far off road. Right. I mean, that's just, you know, that's, that's what happens with them. 
But if you are going to go far off road, if you do have that cabin, it's way off the beaten path. If you do have to go over a bunch of crappy roads to get where you want to go, uh, and you want to do it in relative luxury, uh, which again is something that I don't completely jive with because luxury, I, I don't know. I think when you go to those places, shouldn't you give up luxury? Shouldn't you like, uh, you know, go in something that's a little Spartan? If you go into a cabin in the woods with no electricity and uh, so on and so forth, shouldn't you uh, go fully Spartan and go in like a kind of a stripped down vehicle? But uh, everybody got their, uh, everybody got their preferences. So this vehicle really does a nice job of bringing that luxury to a vehicle that's capable of off-road and it's a Jeep and, uh, you know, Jeeps are are the first name you think about when you think about off-road, right? Although the uh, Wrangler is getting a run from the Bronco right now. There are, um, you know, there are, uh, are people out there that swear by Jeeps. It's a cult. They love them. Even if they got to fix them, when, you know, they, they, they don't care. They love them. And you can't put, there's a bunch of Jeep owners you can't put in anything else. So that's what I am driving this week, we'll have a full review of it for you next week uh, of the 2022 Jeep Grand Cherokee Trailhawk. Uh, definitely a vehicle for you to be looking at if you are um, in the market for a, uh, a large, luxurious. Oh, and by the way, one of the cool things in this Jeep is that it has a screen in front of the passenger. So... There's the, you know, there's the entertainment screen. The Uconnect system is there on the big 10-inch screen. And then uh, over in front of the passenger, there's a smaller screen. And from that screen, the passenger can control the radio station, can control um, the entertainment, can plug in uh, a movie. So I don't know. This may help with the divorce rate in America. may not. I don't know. But it certainly something that we're seeing and going to see more and more is that full dashboard of digital where not only can the driver participate in what, what they need to do to get where they're going, but the passenger can also participate in some of the non-driving issues uh, that come up, changing the radio station, changing the temperature, using the nav system. You know, one of the toughest things in the world is for somebody to lean over in that seat sometimes and start playing with the nav system while you're driving. I got to lean in. If you have a screen in front of you, I think it makes it a lot easier for somebody to help you get where you're going uh, without you having to take your eyes off the road. And anything we can do to get people. Oh, by the way, the screen, you cannot see it from the driver's seat. They have it angled and uh, the optic uh, glass that's in there. It does not let you see that screen from the driver's seat. You have to be in the passenger seat to see and to operate that screen. Uh, let's talk to Nathan quickly. Nathan bought new tires last week and um, got them, I guess, on Monday, right, Nathan? Yeah, about, let's see, yeah, actually on Pi Day, I was kind of joking around that I got new circles for my car on Pi Day. So there March 14th, 314. <laughs> only Nathan would get new, new, new tires. Well, I guess not only Nathan, it's probably a bunch of people that get tires. And so uh, how, how do these new tires feel? How do they operate? Uh, you drive, just to let people know, you drive a Mazda 3, a mm -hmm. couple of years old, right? 2017. So okay. about five and, years old. Uh, you, you, you love this car. Oh, yeah. Fantastic car. And you, you've, you've, um, you take care of this car, you maintain it, and you really keep a... Uh, a, a good eye on its mechanics and everything and, and it's it runs it's tip top this car mm -hmm. everybody is always impressed when i bring it into the mazda dealer how well i keep it up and it always gets a full you know green lights on its report card for the full circle inspection but yeah i got new tires for it uh just a little over a week ago and previously i had a dunlop and Towards the end of their life, they were starting to get real noisy i actually got a audio recording from the dunlops onto my phone as I was going down 405 on kind of a well-used part of the highway. So it's a little yeah. bit noisier part, but you can kind of just hear about 
what I was experiencing in the cabin when I was driving, and it sounded something like this. Yes, if you're driving a Jeep, that's acceptable noise. If you're driving a Mazda 3, that might be a little more than you want. Driving to and from work each day, uh, that's, you know, it gets to be irritating, and you're hearing that as you're always driving. And anyway, uh, part of the reason why I really wanted to get new tires was because of that noise. And I'm not saying that Dunlops are bad. They're great tires. You know, they had great grip, and they got me to and from work when we had that big snowstorm last year, and that was when they were pretty well worn. But it was getting to the time, you know, they were about like two or three, 30 seconds. So it was time for a new tire. I ended up going with the Michelin Pilot Sport All-Season 4s, and I got to admit, when I first put them on, uh, at Costco, when I was leaving the parking lot, it's like, man, these are just making the same amount of noise as my old Dunlops. I mean, they sounded just like that as I was going down uh, the road. And um, so I was looking at the tires like, do new tires normally make like a not- lot of noise? And it turns out they do because they had to break in and get rid of that, you know, protection layer right. that they if have hard, on them. They've been hard for yeah. a long time. You have to soften them up a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah. And, and that them, takes you know, about... Get them, get them kind of, uh, like you say, broken in. And it, it takes about 500 miles for them to fully break in. And I'm about 300 miles on these new Michelins now. And I can already, like every single day or week, I can tell that they're getting quieter and quieter. And they're not making that sort of identical noise to the Dunlops anymore. Now they're probably about 25 to 30% quieter than the Dunlops, I would say. So very happy with them. I haven't tested the grip yet because I haven't reached that 500-mile break-in period. So I've been doing as they suggest and kind of take it easy on the tires for a bit. But once I get to 500, my plan is to go up to Bellingham, take it down Chuckanut Drive, and uh, put it through some twists and turns and have some fun with them. There you go, man. That's a, that, that's a plan. You know, there's also, if you, uh, there's a road that I use that if, if uh, I, it's, it's part of the test track that I go, but you go it's over Chi-Chi? It, 529 out to Darrington mm-hmm. and then go north uh, up toward concrete. And that road that runs along the Sauk River there is a great road. It you know has nice twists and turns. It's wide. It's nicely paved. And it gives you a really good, and you can, um, uh, if you're a Darrington police officer, please turn off your uh, radio for a second. <laughs> you, you can kind of get on it a little bit. You know, there's nothing but trees on both sides. So, you know, there's a feeling of safety uh, in that uh, there's nothing going to come off the side to you if you jump on it a little bit, you know, and get it up to, I don't know, three or four or five miles over the speed limit. And you can now you can turn your radio back on, officer. Thank you. <laughs> and you can sort of uh, do the same thing on chucking that drive on the south end just before you start going over the bridge, before the uh, all the twists and turns. There's, like, country road, and you can just see for miles completely flat on both sides. And Yeah, yeah. You can get up to yeah. speed there. Yeah, you know, yeah. well, you know, the problem is up, up there, no, and I love chucking that drive. If you go up on a weekend, uh, you know, the, the most speed you're going to do is about 25 miles an hour. Uh, so many dang people up there, unless you go up like real early in the morning or real late at night. But yeah, I love chucking up too. It's one of the places that I go and put cars um, through their paces. So happy, you're happy with Costco and the experience you had there, and you're happy with um, with the Michelin so far. Yep, it was something a little bit to get used to with Costco because you know they had the tire center and then they have the warehouse. Sometimes you're kind of bouncing back and forth like do i go to the bay doors outside or do i go through the warehouse and go to the front desk of the tire center so it was a little confusing in that way but uh they treated me really well and everything was great you know took it back for the 25 more 25 mile torquing check and i just pulled up to the bay doors and they came out right away just checked them all and said all right you're good and sent me on my way yeah, I've always recommended. I, I'm a big fan of Costco tire centers. Uh, any experience I've had with them, my family has had with them. They've just always been. This is not a paying endorsement or anything like that. They're not paying me to, to. Or I wish they did, but they're not paying me to tell you this. Uh, but just the experience I've had as far as the service, the warranty, uh, the um, ability to uh, 
to talk to somebody that uh, is actually intelligent about tires and knows what they're talking about is, um, you know, on a par with, uh, with any other place you're going to go. And the price usually beats anywhere else you're going to go on whatever tire they have, uh, whatever brand that they're featuring. And it seems like every month they have some kind of special of, uh, you know, one tire if you buy three or a hundred dollars off on uh you know uh, bridgestones or whatever whatever brand is being featured and they don't and and they always seem to have good brands they're not uh you know uh knockoff brand tires they're good solid uh consumer brands that you know and you feel um you know confident about putting on your car and those deals always change, it seems, monthly. It seems like they back, yeah. bounce back and forth between Michelin and Bridgestone. So one, one quick question if you don't see it on special, just wait a month. What? Oh, I was just saying, if you don't see the tire you want on special, just wait a month, and it'll probably yeah. be on special next month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one quick question. Have you noticed better gas mileage or, or anything? Mm, about the same, maybe a little bit. I don't know. It's hard to say, though, because I've been driving in a lot of wet conditions and rain, so that can kind of lower your mileage a little bit. But I would say it's about the same, maybe half a mile less. But they still need to break in, too. Yeah, yeah. I just wonder because, you know, there's so much talk today about uh, about gas mileage and how to, um, you know, how to, how to get the most out of your gallon of gas. And as I continually tell people, the number one thing is – make sure that your tires are inflated to the correct manufacturers uh, suggested inflation. The sticker is right there on your door. Uh, two pounds out of your tires could mean three or four miles a gallon uh, that you're less that you're getting because your tires are not, um, you know, now more than ever, it's important to check the tires and make sure that you have the proper amount of air that you've checked them properly. And as I say, you can always go into a, a Costco or a Les Schwab or anybody like that, and they should check the tires for you if for some reason uh, you can't or you don't know how. Although I do think that if you don't know how to check the air in your tires, that you probably shouldn't be driving a car. I'm just saying. All right, quick break here. We'll come back with uh, – uh, let's talk – it is Oscar weekend. I don't know if you knew that or not. So let's talk uh, cars and movies when we come back, it's Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny, right here on 1150 KKNW. Ladies and gentlemen, James Dean. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, Gig. We asked Jimmy over today because he's a racing man himself. A real one, not a crazy one. Incidentally, I think I should explain that Jimmy just stepped over from the set of Giant. And need I add, he plays a Texan. Speaking of racing, have you ever been in a drag race? Are you kidding me? I just thought I'd ask. No, Jim races in the tradition, you might say. Real racing cars, real tracks. How fast will your car go? Oh, an honest miles an hour. Clocked, it'd run about 106, 7. You've won a few races, haven't you? Oh, one or two. Where? Well, I showed pretty good at Palm Springs. I ran a Bakersfield. Jimmy. We probably have a great many young people watching our show tonight, and for their benefit, I'd like your opinion about fast driving on the highway. Do you think it's a good idea? A good point. I uh, I used to fly around quite a bit, you know. I took a lot of unnecessary chances on the highways. And I started racing, and, uh, and now I drive on the highways, and I'm uh, extra cautious because no one knows what they're doing half the time you don't know what this guy's going to do with that one on a track there are a lot of men who spend a lot of time developing rules and uh, ways of safety and uh, i find myself being very cautious on the highway i don't have the urge to to speed on the highway people say racing is dangerous but i'll take my chances on the track any day than on a highway well, Gig, I think I'd better take off. Oh, wait a minute, Jimmy. Um, one more question. Do you have any special advice for the young people who drive? Take it easy driving. The life you might save might be mine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> 
Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. Right back with Dark Drive Time Radio, Saturday morning, New York, Benny, hanging out with you on a uh, kind of gray Saturday morning, but at least it's not freezing out there, so that's a good thing. Uh, we're with you, as uh, as I say, every Saturday morning from 8 to 9, right here on KKNW. You can always find the archive shows on our different uh, podcast providers like Apple and Stitcher and all the different uh podcast providers and also on our youtube channel which is golden v media you can find an archive of uh, our shows as well as other little videos that we do to you know during the week like our series on uh sunday drives our series on uh cool things in cars all different kind of stuff i like that you can find us on facebook find us on twitter please find us subscribe to us and uh Come hang out with us uh, on social media. Also want to uh, give a shout out to my good friend, George Jackson, who is um, the guy you want to see if you need tchotchkes. He's the tchotchke guy. If you need uh, uh, tchotchkes, uh, you have a business and you're thinking to yourself, well, you know, I'd like to give out, uh, uh, I don't know, crying towels or keychains or all the different kinds of stuff to go along with the business promotional items. Uh, my friend, George Jackson is uh, the guy to see for that. And you just go on Facebook and Google George Jackson in Pittsburgh and, uh, or, you know, just go on Facebook and put his uh, search George Jackson uh, Pittsburgh and you will find him there and he'll be happy to uh, beat, you know, and, and, and make, uh, make you a great deal on any, of those items that you need uh, for your business, for your uh, wedding, for your sporting event, for your little league. I mean, it's, he's got all of the stuff. He made up my T-shirts when I had my, uh, you know, a few years ago, I was in the hospital for a while. And I, I when I got out, I had uh, T-shirts made up that I gave out to, uh, you know, people that really supported me and helped me out when I was in uh, the hospital. And, um, you know, we call it the uh, <laughs> the New York Vinny in, Tacoma, uh, in a coma, not Tacoma tour. And uh, it was funny, but I did a great job on the T-shirts. They printed them up nicely. And um, uh, they, I mean, to this day, people are wearing them and they last and they're, uh, they're in great shape. So quality stuff. Uh, go see my friend, uh, George Jackson. You can, uh, you can email me if you need to get his number or, um, you know, it's funny. I, when I, when I talked to him, I didn't, I didn't get his number to give it to you to have you call him to see if he, uh, he can help you out. But anyway, leave me a message on social media and I'll make sure I get you his number. Uh, Nathan, are you a movie guy? Do you like the movies? Do you watch the Oscars? Haven't been to a movie in a while, but you know, I enjoy watching something every now and then. Right. Will you watch the uh, the Oscars? I'm typically not a person that really watches those. Oh, okay. So, so you don't care. You know, you, you know you're like. I always like hearing well, about them, though. You know, seeing what uh, happens and who won the top awards. It's just I don't really care too much to watch the ceremony. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I know. No, no. I'm just. Uh, anyway. Well, you know, over the years, a number of automotive movies have been nominated and have won um oscars and uh, the most recent one well there's there's a movie this year called drive my car uh it's a japanese movie with subtitles and i'm a little rough with those but it looks i mean i've watched clips of it and it looks pretty interesting it's about a uh um a, a person who enlists a, a young woman to drive him to some event that he's going to be doing. He's got to stay there for a while. And a relationship, I guess, forms between the two. As I said, I've not seen the movie, but it's nominated for Best Picture. Uh, but it's not. It's, it's much more about the relationship uh, than it is about the car. But a lot of these movies use um, the car as, uh, as a prominent feature, uh, as a vehicle, no pun intended, uh, you know, in the movie. And of course, uh, some of the ones that have won Oscars, 
uh, over time has been a bullet, of course, back in 1968, maybe the most famous car chase scene. Uh, that won Best Editing and Best Sound back in 1969. Little Miss Sunshine, which is one of my favorite movies, uh, won Best Supporting Actor, Best Writing and Original Screenplay back in 2007. Uh, of course, Mad Max, Fury Road. I mean, talk about a car movie. How much better does it get than Mad Max? Best Picture, Best Editing, Best Sound, Best Production, Best Makeup, Best Cinematography in 2016. Grand Prix back in 1966, won in three categories. Back to the Future, of course, uh, a, a great movie and a cult following uh, for the, and brought, brought more people aware of the DeLorean than maybe any other, uh, any other car movie has ever done. That one for best sound editing in, 80, editing in 86. And then, of course, there was Driving Miss Daisy in 1989. Best picture, best actress, best screenplay, best makeup. Uh, back in uh, 1990, it won the uh, awards for that. And then the French Connection back in 71 won the best picture. So there's been a number of automotive movies. Uh, there are some that were nominated and didn't win. Days of Thunder, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Taxi Driver, and the Transformers. You know, it's hard sometimes to think about Taxi Driver as an automotive movie, but Actually, it is. I mean, it's, you know, it's all about a taxi driver and uh, that, that life in New York. I thought I'd come up with a list of uh, a few movies. Was it one, two, three, four, five movies uh, that, oh, by the way, Ford versus Ferrari was nominated. Yes, a couple of, was it two years ago, I guess? I think it was two years ago uh, that Ford versus Ferrari uh, was nominated as well. And, but I thought I'd give you five uh, that I just personal favorites of mine that if you want to uh, on a, you know, some people will be watching basketball games, some people will be watching uh, the Oscars, but if you wanted to just uh, delve into your five great car movies that Vinny told me about, these would be five that you would probably uh, want to put on your list. And uh, the first one is Ford versus Ferrari. If you didn't see it, uh, one of the first shows that I did a couple of years ago, we had one of the, the guys that worked on the Fords on the show. And uh, he's still around and he was healthy and, you know, worked. matter of fact, he worked at the Ford Museum like every day. And it was uh, amazing. So Ford versus Ferrari. Another one is a classic from, I think it's 1962, if I'm not mistaken. I saw this movie at a drive-in when I was getting, I don't read un understanding of why my father took us there, but we saw it and it impressed me. Beyond belief. Uh, for, for years, I was impressed by Hot Rods to Hell. Uh, you know, a, um, a classic uh, daughter family driving through the desert when they're harassed by the nasty hot rodders. And uh, again, a great movie of uh, good versus evil. Uh, Tucker, if you haven't seen Tucker with uh, Jeff Bridges, you, uh, the story of Preston Tucker and how uh, he came out with a rear-engine car in 1948 that was uh, a safe, great car. It was set to take on the big three at the time, the big four at the time, and they just crushed this guy out of existence. Uh, they showed that you don't mess with the uh, powers that be at the time. They were too busy rip, uh, ripping up streetcar tracks, but Tucker is a great movie filmed uh, in and around San Francisco. A mad, 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 mad world. One of the greatest car chase movies of all time. If you've never seen it, if you watch one movie on this list, watch It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. It is a star-studded, funny, hilarious look at uh, Southern California and, uh, and, and there's so many different stars and people in this movie from Sid Caesar to Jerry Lewis to Jimmy Durante to Spencer Tracy uh, to Zazu Pitts. Zazu Pitts is in this movie. Do I have to tell you any more about it? And uh, the final one, and it's, a, it's a, uh, a story about all these people chasing after uh, a, a sack of money that was buried a long time ago, and they finally find it. And uh, the last one is a true story, The World's Fastest Indian, 
And that one is about uh, the Burt Monroe story about this guy who built this motorcycle uh, down in, uh, in, in uh, New Zealand, I believe, or Australia, I forget now, and um, brought it to Bonneville and, uh, and wasn't going to be allowed to run and how everybody gathered around this guy and, uh, and, and helped him set a land speed record at Bonneville. Great movie. Uh, excellent, excellent cast in the movie. And it'll, if you want a movie to make you feel good, uh, the Burt Monroe story, The World's Fastest Indian, will do it for you and make you fall in love with, um, with Bonneville and motorcycles and maybe even people. Again, we all need a little, a little shot of something to make us feel good about people again. And this movie does it spectacularly. All right, time now for our cartoon of the week. I figured we would take an Oscar-winning uh, song. I believe it may be one of the only songs we've ever played that has won an Oscar. Best music and original song in 1968. This is the Dick Van Dyke uh, and the uh, title cut of the movie Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. There you go, Dick Van Dyke and uh, Sally Ann Howes and company from the movie Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. That is the title cut. Well, you know, back in 1969, that movie uh, impressed me. '68. Uh, I mean, I was uh, you know 12 years old or something like that. It uh, it was a cool car movie. I mean, I like things like The Great Race with Tony. Uh, uh, I almost said Tony Randall, <laughs> Tony Curtis, and you know other other movies like that, Grand Prix, and so on and so forth. But uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was just that great wild fantasy, you know, the, uh, written by, I believe, Ian Fleming, uh, the person who wrote uh, James Bond, all the James Bond novels and movies, uh, wrote uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang as well. So there's a little piece of uh, trivia for you. All right, that is our cartoon uh, presented to you. Every week, because cars and music go together so well. All right, it's time now for our look of the week. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's my, uh, that's my here it comes look. Oh, Lordy, here it comes. Uh, all right, this week, we take a look at the Kia Telluride, uh, which is a Kia's big SUV. And uh, for 2022, um, a, a few improvements on uh, the Kia Telluride. And really, to be honest with you, they didn't have to improve the Telluride all that much. Great vehicle to begin with. Um, it's just, it's at the top of the list. If you are looking for that big SUV that maybe isn't going to do what the Jeep does and go far off into the woods and you know, if you're looking for a big SUV because you got a big family, because you got a bunch of people, Kia does big SUV right with the Telluride. It really is um, a, a vehicle that, I mean, a lot of people, when they started to hear that Kia was going to build big vehicles and so on and so on, said, well, you know, they're a small car company. Why, you know, what are they getting involved here for? But the... Um, the Telluride brings everything you would want in a big SUV uh, and wraps it up in this package. And I mean, you talk about the little things like USB ports uh, in the back of the drivers and, and uh, passenger seats so the people in the back seat have a place to plug in. Uh, roominess, spaciousness in the, in the vehicle. Um, from the outside, it's squared up, high roofed. It looks... Uh, I mean, it looks like a big Forester in a lot of ways, but that's where the similarity ends. Uh, for 2022, they put the black grill on it. They put the new Kia logo, which I'm still kind of out about. I like the, the kind of old one, but, you know, times change, things change. Uh, the, um, the the interior space, the volume of, of space in this thing is unbelievable. You can You can live in it. And uh, they have really done a nice job of putting a lot of different controls in the back so that you can move seats around and do things like that uh, as well. Comes in a couple of, I think, three trim levels. It gets the uh, 10.3 inch touchscreen 
now uh, and a lot of the other features that come with it. The navigation-based adaptive cruise control with curve assist is in there on the uh, on all of the models. So the safety features have been uh, punched up a little bit. And uh, the vehicle does everything that you want it to. Inside, as you get in, the seats bolster well. They keep you uh, up there comfortable on a long trip. The interior materials are really uh, spectacular. You feel like you're in a vehicle that costs a lot more money than the Telluride does. From the dashboard and the way it's set up to the little fine things like the, the touch panel uh, on the passenger side that has scallops in it. So that it looks just a little bit different. They could have left it a plain piece of uh, metal, but instead they put a little design, a little art into it. Uh, the center console uses the traditional type of shifter uh, with a couple of grab handles on the console and um, a comfortable high up seating position uh, gives you that good feeling of the road. And again, in the back, lots of, you know, you have USB ports, you have places where you can uh, plug in, charge, seats go back they heat they relax it's good i mean this vehicle really does just about everything you want it to as far as power you have the chance of the uh, uh, the uh, ability to get the two-wheel drive or the four-wheel drive the all-wheel drive is a 2000 board it's worth it the top of the line is the xs prestige which i drove uh, it costs $48,115 as a base price, and uh, it is worth the package. You put this whole package together uh, in this particular Kia, and it topped out at $51,010. Uh, that um, really, uh, I think, is a fantastic buy for this vehicle as well, especially with the Nightfall Edition package. It had that. You know, we've talked about this before, that gray paint uh, with the black wheels, the 20-inch black finished alloy wheels. It is an extremely attractive vehicle. It rides well. It handles well. It has enough power to get you anywhere you want to go. Tow just about anything uh, you want to tow through that um, six-cylinder, 3.8-liter engine and the eight-speed automatic transmission. It really does uh, fit the bill. And if you're in the market for the large SUV, uh, a trip to your Kia showroom to take a look at this thing should be on your list. If it's not, don't sell this one short. Check it out before you buy anything. I think you'll be uh, saying, hey, Vinny, thank you for letting me uh, for telling me about this. It is a pretty good vehicle. All right, that's going to wrap it up for Drive Time. Thank you so much. We appreciate you listening. We will see you next week at 8 o'clock if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Have a good week, everybody.